Welcome to Break Free from Binge Eating with me, Victoria. I'm so happy that you're here. If we haven't met yet, I just want you to know that I get you because I was you. I was stuck in the diet binge cycle and hating my body for over 20 years. I've overcome anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. Now that I'm free and happy from the inside out, I've dedicated my whole life to help other women feel the same. In this podcast, we're going to cover food and body freedom, self-love and personal development. And if you implement what you learn, you will be well on your way to healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can fall in love with yourself and your life. Ready? Let's go. All right, I am live. All right, welcome. Welcome, Queens. Happy Friday. Um, I literally have no idea what day it is half the time, but I know today's Friday because I'm a day later than what I usually am. Welcome. Today, I'm talking about seven tips to actually start liking your body and yourself. So as usual, let me just get set up on Facebook on my phone so I can see if anybody comments. So just bear with me. A couple of minutes well a couple of seconds it's not going to take that long is it let's be honest how are you all today by the way okay I'm watching the live okay let's go so this has took me all day to write but it is such a good episode if I do say so myself but okay let's let's dive in in the personal development world that you are in because you are watching or listening to this right now we hear all the time you just need to love yourself you know you cannot change what you can't accept and self-acceptance is the key and the foundation to self-love And honestly, I believe in all of those things, but how the heck do you learn to even accept yourself? How do you get to the acceptance level in order to then reach the the juicy self-love level? Well, let me tell you, it's not easy. However, it is so, so, so worth it. The thing with self-love and self-acceptance is it's not just a one-size-fits-all approach. You don't just do like however many steps and then all of a sudden you've arrived at self-love. It doesn't work like that. But that's not a bad thing, you know, because all the steps that you do take to explore self-love and self-acceptance, it enables you to get to know yourself better which is a very beautiful thing indeed. And before we dive into the seven tips that I'm going to give you, when you learn how to stop fighting with yourself in regards to your body and your mind, things get so much easier. And ultimately what we want is for you to accept where you're at right now first. And then when you've accepted who you are in every way, you can then move on to loving yourself and achieving your goals from an intrinsic, which means an inside inspiration of self-care and love, instead of an external motivation of not enough and needing to change. Okay, let's dive in, shall we? Number one, 
is inner child work. So here I'm talking about trauma. Everyone is different. Some may have experienced trauma in their lives such, such as sexual child abuse, domestic violence, the death of a parent or guardian at a very young age and, or abandonment, etc. But trauma doesn't have to be any of those things. It can literally be having lived through an everyday experience that your younger self at the time when you was experiencing said thing deemed it as traumatic. So then you experience that as traumatic, such as your grandma telling you at eight years old that your legs are like tree trunks, which was one of mine. So cheers, grandma. <laughs> But trauma is real for the individual experiencing it as so, no matter how untraumatic someone else might see it. It's like a phobia and she'll probably, in fact, no, she won't mind me calling her out on this. My best mate, Nat, she's terrified of spiders, like she actually has a phobia. Okay, she's like 40 years old. And if there's a spider in her bedroom, she will legit go and sleep downstairs on the sofa. Right. I'm not scared of spiders, but me saying to her, oh, don't be silly. It's only an insect. It can't hurt you. That's as helpful as her saying to someone who has body image trauma. Don't be silly. It's only a bikini. Who cares if anyone are judging you? Like you get my gist, it's everyone's personal experience of the trauma or the phobia or whatever it is, that is real. So that's just a really important point to make. Any kind of trauma that you've experienced needs to be released and healed in order for the individual to move forward. We must feel it to heal it. We cannot fully love ourselves if we feel unsafe in our bodies. If we don't feel safe in our bodies, we can't feel safe in life. And the body never forgets. Any stored intense emotions that we've experienced in the past, um, and we haven't allowed ourselves to feel that, or maybe at the time we didn't know how to feel them. These stored emotions, they don't go away. Not until we've acknowledged them, we feel them and then we release them and then choose to move forward with self-compassion and a new story for ourselves. So let me give you a real life example. I'll use my analogy that my grandma said to me when I was eight years old. She said to me, your legs look like tree trunks when I was eight. So that caused my younger self to feel immediate rejection. I felt unloved. I didn't feel good enough because of the way my legs looked. So my eight-year-old self decided to dedicate her life to hiding her legs and because she felt so much shame in her legs and doing everything she could to make her legs as small as possible because she believed, I, this is me, like when my younger self believed that if I had smaller legs, then I would be accepted and I'd be loved and I'd be enough. So just think for a moment, we've we've got all got many of these but just think is there anything that sticks out to you some kind of trauma whether it's a great trauma or a small trauma or any trauma again trauma is whatever that means to you that that is coming up for you so just just think about that and just be with that for a moment as we go through these steps
Okay, so next thing I wanna talk about is shadow work. Self-love and self-acceptance starts with shadow work. And what shadow work is, is visiting those parts of ourselves that we don't want to face, such as past trauma, or such as the patterns that we keep playing out in adult life and diving into the why we are doing so. For example, why are we always on a diet striving to be thin? Or why do we always seem to end up in an abusive relationship or with a cheating partner? Why is putting weight on the end of the world? It involves taking a look at our current beliefs and then questioning them. Honestly, this can feel like your whole life has been a lie and you don't know who the hell you are anymore. And like, I like to call it, it's not my saying, but it's it's called the dark night of the soul, my friend. It's a lonely, scary place, but it's indeed necessary to create the huge transformations in your life. And when people like myself bang on about inner work, this, what I've just described previously, is the inner work. It's difficult, it's messy, it's painful, but oh my gosh, it is so transformative, beautiful, empowering, and freeing all at the same time. Just think of a caterpillar going into a cocoon and then emerging as a butterfly. You will never be the same again when you do this inner work and trauma release work, but you won't want to be the same again. And it's impossible for me to dive into all of this right now because everyone is different. Everyone has their own story, life experiences and beliefs. And that's why one-to-one coaching is so powerful and transformative because we work closely together to get to the root of what's going on for you. But until then, start asking yourself powerful questions such as, I'm gonna read a list of questions if you can, Um, I know this is live as I'm recording this right now, but if you're listening to the replay or as the podcast, please pause this and take the time to answer these questions in your journal because they're so powerful to answer and get and explore with yourself. Okay, so answer these powerful questions such as what do I believe that is stopping me from living my life free and happy? Why do I believe it? Where or who did I learn that belief from? How does having that belief make me feel? How does believing it keep me playing small in life or keep me hidden? What would it feel like not to have that limiting belief? What would my life be like if I didn't have that belief? What's the opposite to that limiting belief? And how can I start to believe the new empowering belief? The last question, how can I start to believe the new empowering belief is the hardest part, right? One great tip is to find people who are already living as you want to live. Those people who are already loving themselves and their body, regardless of how far away they are from society's beauty ideals. For example, if you dream of loving your body, no matter what your what size you are, but currently you couldn't love yourself if someone paid you a million pounds to do so, surround yourself with others who are doing just that, not giving you the million pounds, loving themselves as they are, exactly as they are. And then ask them, what are your beliefs about your body? 
How did you get to the position that you're in now? And then choose to take on those empowering beliefs. You know, this is why I'm sharing this with you because I'm there. Well, whatever there is, I don't believe you ever reached there. It's an ongoing journey, but I'm sharing these with you because I'm almost where I'm, I'm where I never thought I could be. I was the person who, if someone came along and said, here's a million pounds, just like love yourself or else I'm going to take the million pounds away. I, I, I don't know. I didn't even know how to love myself. Right. So let me just have a sip of water and I'm going to give you, that was step number one. It was quite a big one. It was um, inner child work. And step number two is coming up. Step number two is change your beliefs. Okay, so changing your beliefs is simple, but not easy. Well, that could be a limiting belief of mine, right? Similar to, and get ready to be spammed with epic quotes right now. If you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Whether we believe, whatever we believe becomes true for us. Our beliefs shape our lives, not the other way around. So I'll just say those three again. If you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Whatever we believe becomes true for us. Our beliefs shape our lives, not the other way around. So before we can change our beliefs, we need to know what a belief is. So what exactly is a belief? Let me ask you a few questions. Do you believe in gravity? Or do you just know that gravity exists because it's one of the universal laws? Do you believe that you love your children or your grandchildren or your children? I've said children enough times. Or your pets or your parents? Or do you just know that you love them because you feel it on a cellular level in every cell of your being every moment that you're alive? A belief then is something that you're intellectually intellectually certain of. So a belief is something you're certain of. You weren't born with any beliefs. I'm gonna say that again, cause it's so profound and so powerful to get this. You were not born with any beliefs whatsoever. You were taught what you currently believe through modeling and through conditioning over the course of your childhood and your life up to now. If you were told as a child growing up that the sky was green, you would believe it to be true. If you were told that a man dressed in a red suit with a white beard delivered presents every year on the 5th, 25th of December, driving a magic sleigh filled with enough presents for all of the good children in the whole world that was being pulled by flying reindeers, <laughs> you would believe that too. Right. If if it was modeled to you that having fat on your body was bad and wrong and embarrassing by your mum picking apart her own body and judging others about having fat, you would believe that fat was bad, too. Right. When we believe something. Oh, my gosh, it shapes our whole reality. So maybe you can relate. And what happens is when we deeply believe something, we tend to attach our identities, who we believe to be, to our beliefs. I've said the word beliefs a million times now, but bear with me. For example, let's say someone was to believe that in order for them to feel worthy and to be accepted, they would need to be super lean. 
let's say that they got this belief from their mum ridiculing herself and others for having fat, but praising lean and fit looking women. This is without even considering that every model and every woman with sexual power that they had ever seen had no cellulite or no extra body fat ever, okay? This would cause them to do everything possible to diminish their fat, such as working out um, frantically only to lose weight, dieting, taking slimming pills, using special creams, for example, because they believed they needed to be lean and to be fit in order to be loved and accepted and to be good enough. So if they ever reach that lean super fit state, they would identify with it, believing that they were now good enough because they've reached their goal, they were super lean, they would feel worthy and loved because they looked that way. But here's the thing, and I'm sure most of you that know me know that this example that I'm using is my own example. But here's the thing, unless they were genetically naturally lean with little body fat, which actually equates to under 5% of the whole world population for women naturally looking like the models do, under 5% of the whole population that we strive to be like, they would be left constantly fighting against themselves because dieting doesn't work. Our bodies change over time because that's what human bodies do, depending on a whole host of different reasons. They, would, they wouldn't say stay super lean for very long. And then when they didn't stay lean, they would feel like they had lost who they were. They would say things like, I've let myself go. I need to get my body back. I'll be happy when I lose. I am not good enough, etc." They hold most of, if not all, of their self-worth on how their body physically looks. They wouldn't do the things they really wanted to do because they would feel embarrassed and ashamed of their body. They would put their life on hold and they would be dieting like it was their full-time job in order to constantly strive for leanness. Leanness, get my tongue tied. Maybe you have the same belief as I've just described above. I know I sure as hell had that for 20 years. Before I move on to the next part on how to change your beliefs, I'm just going to check the comments. Hey, why Soma? I always say your name wrong, but you know, you don't mind. Hey, beautiful. Anyone has any questions, please pop them in the comments and I shall be happy to answer at the end. So then how do we change our beliefs? Okay, the beautiful thing is you can change your beliefs. Like I said at the beginning of this part about beliefs, the law of gravity or the fact that you love your parents or your children or your pets, that's not a belief, that's a knowing. You can't change that, but you can change beliefs. So I did change my beliefs. I have changed my beliefs. I continue to change my beliefs. And it's the best and most freeing thing that I've ever decided to do. So like I said previously, the how is the easy part, the doing is the hard part. But let's assume you've released and healed any trauma that you were unknowingly holding on to through inner child work, through therapy, or through working with a great coach. Hi. And the next step is to look for role models who are living how you want to live and ask them what they believe. For example, my beliefs around my body are, my body does not define me. 
I am more than my body. My body is enough exactly as she is in any moment. I love and respect my body. My body is supposed to change, she is nature. Confidence and sexiness is a choice to feel, not looking a certain way, etc. I have loads of them. And then when you have your evidence of other women living in freedom and happiness around the things that are currently keeping you stuck, miserable, frustrated, you can work on embodying their beliefs as your own. So what does embodiment mean? Embodiment is to feel in your body the new belief can become true for you. It's feeling safe to accept that belief as your own and then starting to take action as if you already believe it. Again, I'm gonna give you an example because these things are a lot easier to understand with examples. If you want to change your current belief of I need to be slim in order to feel sexy and confident, Two, I can feel sexy and confident no matter what my body looks like. You would journal all of the questions I mentioned earlier in the shadow work section. So again, when this isn't live, go back and, and journal those. And then imagine that you've already believed your new belief. So sit with your eyes closed in a safe space and just imagine that you truly believed your new belief. In this case, we're using the belief of, I can feel confident and sexy no matter what my body looks like. Like allow that belief to like feel safe in your body. And if you feel any panic or unease, explore that, journal about that, comfort your inner child and then go back and journal any concerns that come up for you when you're fully getting safe and embodying the new belief of I feel sexy and confident no matter what my body looks like. A lot will come up during this point, okay? But the important thing is to give yourself compassion, look after your inner child and do the journaling. And then when you've like felt safe in your body to take on this new belief, take action as if you have already believed that new belief. So using this current example, what I'm just using now, an action step could be to put on some sexy underwear for your partner or for yourself and affirm that you look hot in it, right? Because you do. Or it could be putting on a bikini and walking to the sea without hiding your leg and your bum in a sarong until the very last minute and then quickly chucking it off and going in the water to hide again, right? You could just, an action could be to just walk casually down to the sea. Doesn't matter if you're gonna get judged. We all get judged all the time anyway. Go and have a look at my episode on the truth about people judging you, right? The action can be the scariest part but nothing changes without inspired action. Hold space for yourself whilst you're taking the uncomfortable action. Be kind to yourself. Keep affirming your new belief. And something that really helps me is think of your role model doing the exact thing as what you're feeling uncomfortable doing. And then repeat, you've got this, you can absolutely do this. Okay, moving on to number three, Affirmations. So leading nicely from changing your beliefs is affirmations. Choose some affirmations that you wish to believe to be true 
and stick them everywhere in your house. Like, I don't care if it looks messy, just get over your OCD cleanliness, which is what I had to do when I started sticking up affirmations. I was like, well, it doesn't really look nice, like on the fridge or whatever, just do it. It's going to change your life. So stick them on the bathroom mirror, stick them on your mirror in your bedroom, stick them on the fridge, in your car. And the reason for this is because when your unconscious mind reads these affirmations that you're sticking everywhere, it will activate your RAS. And what your RAS is, it's your reticular activating system in your brain. That's not that important, but that's what it's called. What that means is without you even realizing it, your unconscious mind will get to work looking for proof that these affirmations are true. That's just how it works. Your unconscious mind is always responding to whatever your conscious mind is focusing on. Thinking about the new white Audi car that you're getting, for example, and you'll see white Audis everywhere. Putting your house up for sale, every Tom, Dick and Harry has got their houses up for sale. <laughs> Constantly looking in the mirror thinking you look awful, you will keep finding quote proof that you indeed look awful. So affirmations absolutely work. Okay, so there's only one flaw with affirmations, which I have a solution for, you're welcome. If you do not believe in any way, shape or form the affirmation that you've written down that you want to believe, there's a few different things we can do. So if you don't believe the affirmation in the slightest, I totally feel you, you can use these slight abbreviations. So you can use what if affirmations as an example. So a few examples for that would be, instead of saying, I love my body, if that's really not true for you in any way, shape or form, then you could start by writing on the affirmations, what if I loved my body now? Or what if I was good enough the way I was right now? Or you can even just state the word body love, self-acceptance, self-love, self-compassion on the affirmations all around your house. This is all going to work. Or if even that's too much for you, you can go neutral. I have an able body. My body is healthy. My arms can hug my loved ones and myself. My body is so clever, right? These abbreviations of the affirmations will ultimately get you the same result, believing the new affirmation that you want to believe. That's the end result. That's the goal. It may just take a little longer, but that's okay because you've got this and I'm here to support you if you need me. So just reach out to me. Okay, number four, compare yourself to nobody. Comparison is the thief of joy, period. Even if you're comparing yourself to a past version of yourself, it's doing you no favors whatsoever. You are not the same person you was 10, five, two years ago, two months ago, and nor should you want to be. We are supposed to change, to grow, to learn, to evolve and to adapt as humans. We are actually nature. You don't see a flower constantly saying the same all year round forever. You don't see the weather being the same every day. <laughs> Even the desert it still does rain occasionally. You don't see your dog looking exactly the same every day, right? You get my point. We're not supposed to stay the same. 
We are nature and we are alive. We are human. We are not machines. And I've said this many times, but I'm going to say it again. You are you and that is your superpower. You have gifts that nobody else in the whole world has. You are not here to be an object of beauty, right? You're not here for your body to look a certain way. You are here to find your gift and then give it away to the world. Honestly, listen to this. Only 100 years ago, fat was envied, celebrated and sought after because it was hard to attain. The rich were fat and the poor were skinny. This whole body image thing is rooted in cultural, cultural patriarchy and social class, AKA how much money you have. And whatever people believed was hardest to attain at that time. For example, a hundred years ago, it was fatness. That was what was put on a pedestal because it was hard to get there. So therefore it was sought after and admired. People would spend money trying to get it because it was hard to get. They would spend money, there's the key, trying to get the thing. So when society changed and it was easier to get fatter and it was harder to get and stay skinny, the pedestal changed to skinny is best, right? So yes, Rachel on Instagram may look incredible according to society's standards and what's currently on the pedestal at the moment, but you're not Rachel, by the way, Rachel's just completely made up, but you're not Rachel and she's not you. And Rachel may not have suffered with various eating disorders for 20 years like you have, which has actually caused your body to be naturally fatter in an attempt to protect you, may I add, than you would be if you had never dieted in your life in the first place. So own who you are beautiful and you do you. There's a whole blog that I've written and recorded before about comparison. So go and check that out as well. Okay, number five, spend time with yourself alone. I used to be that person who had every second of her week and weekend booked out. My days were jam-packed and booked up like months in advance. Why? Because I was so scared to be alone. I didn't want to spend a single second on my own. I had a very loud inner bitch and the thought of going inward like meditation and just sitting listening to your breath and all those things made me think of only hippies and monks and I did, didn't want to do any of it so I convinced myself that if I wasn't flying around from one thing or another then I would be bored so in order to avoid myself I packed my schedule as full as possible blatantly um I wrote this on my blog and it's so funny I'm gonna have to say it I just talked about filling my schedule as full as possible. And then I've wrote, you know, when you get a bag of chocolate and a bag of crisps and you open the bag and then there's like, literally looks like there's just a quarter in the bag. Why are they not full? Like that's completely off topic, but why? Why do they do that to us? Anyway, when I hit rock bottom and realize that you have to become your own best friend, I realized that no matter how busy I was, it didn't make anything any better. You cannot expect anyone else to love, to love you for the real you if you don't love yourself for the real you. This was hard for me to grasp and I'd spent years becoming an expert in self-loathing, flirting with depression and eating disorder, 
anxiety, panic attacks. I didn't think I could ever get to a place of overflowing with self-love. But the beautiful thing about hitting rock bottom is there's only one way up, right? And to be honest, I was sick and tired of being extremely unhappy and unwell. And I was willing to try anything. So reluctantly, I thought I would give this self-love a go. I thought it couldn't hurt, right? And along with help from my coach, I made a conscious decision to love myself wholeheartedly and to work on all the tools that I've learned from my coach and through personal development. And I made this a more concrete um, thing in my life. And that was to date myself, to spend time with me, which is this tip, to spend time with yourself on your own. If I wanted to fully accept the love from my partner and give him true love back, I first needed to love myself so much that I would want to date myself. So this is your homework, as well as all the action points that I've given you so far. I want you to date yourself. I want you to write down 10 things that you love doing alone and be as specific as possible. And once you have your list, stick it somewhere that you can see. So maybe at the front of your journal. Um, I was gonna say on your fridge, but you've already got all your affirmations stuck to your fridge, haven't you? If you're doing it right. Um, but just stick it somewhere where you can see it and it's in your mind every day. And then put a reminder on your phone each week or each month to book a date in with yourself. So when that reminder pops up, pick something from your list and book it in with yourself. Don't say, oh, I'll do it later because that won't happen. Book in that date with yourself, that's key. And I'm gonna give you a few examples of how you can date your beautiful self, but these are only a few. So feel free to explore and Think of as many as possible that are going to suit you and what you like to do. So go to the woods or the park and you can watch the sunrise or the sunset, depending on if you're an early bird or a night owl. You can go to the cinema alone, pre-COVID. <laughs> well, I think it's opening up in most places now. You can have a shower and then give yourself a full body massage with coconut oil and pay attention to every single part of your body, even the bits that you really struggle to love. And when you struggle to accept and love, show that part of your body gratitude for what it allows you to do. You can cook your favorite meal. You can go on like a solo hike. And I don't just mean a walk. I mean like a full day hike with a picnic and keep your phone on airplane mode and only use it for emergencies. Um, you can go to your favorite yoga class, again, maybe pre-COVID, and then take yourself out for a, um, a drink at a local cafe and just sit with yourself and be with your own company. Have so much fun that you want to take yourself out on a second date and a third date, okay? Number six of these seven tips. I'm just checking the comments. Yeah, Nikki Cuff says so true. I'm guessing, what are you saying so true? about Nikki, probably the chocolate and the crisps. I'm just guessing, let me know. Okay, number six is mirror work. Spend time with yourself in front of a mirror, naked if you can. Dim the lights, light some candles, put some relaxing music on and spend time being with yourself. Start at your head and go down your body and apologize to each part of your body that you have rejected in your lifetime and send that part love and gratitude. 
That's, that's one ritual that you can do daily or weekly. You can also look into your eyes in the mirror, really close up, like literally like look into your eyes and then tell yourself that you love yourself out loud. And any emotions that want to come up, any tears, any anger, any frustration, let them be there because this is all processing the emotions. You can also sit in front of the mirror naked or in your underwear or whatever with a blanket whilst you're doing your journaling. Just get comfortable being with your naked body. It's really, really difficult at first. It can be. But practice and honestly it will feel so much more easier and natural you've just got to put in this little bits of work each day okay and number seven is work on self-trust if you keep the promises you make to yourself then you will build your self-trust and self-confidence the most important thing about this is to start small do not promise yourself that you will work out five days a week if you haven't been to the gym for months or years. Do, however, promise yourself that you will maybe walk for 30 minutes three times a week and do two workouts. Do not promise yourself that you will stop eating sugar when you know that's just never gonna happen. Do, however, promise yourself you will eat more fruits and vegetables. So you're adding in, you're not taking away. Do not promise yourself that you will go to bed at 9 p.m. every night in order to get eight hours sleep when you're currently going to bed at midnight. Do promise yourself you'll start going to bed 15 minutes earlier each week until you've gradually built it up to go into bed at nine. Okay, so whatever you decide to promise yourself, make it doable and realistic and celebrate yourself along the way. All right, beauties, that is it from me today. I hope this has been helpful. If it has, please let me know because then I know what to talk about to give all of you value. And if you haven't already, join my free Facebook group. I'll put the link below. It's a group um, for food and body freedom. If you're struggling in the diet binge cycle, if you're struggling to accept your body, I would love to have you. I offer free coaching in there. I'm in there every day connecting with you, beauty queen. So just, just join the, um, click the link and request to join. And also I'll put the link below to my paid membership of it's only 40 euros per month. And we get really deep into all of the stuff that we're, I'm talking about today. We have workbooks, we have monthly coaching calls, loads of stuff happens in there and I absolutely love it so let me know if you want any more info about that as well and I wish you the most amazing weekend um any questions please post them now before I go don't think we've got any so far but I'll just wait a couple of minutes um but if you have any questions after this or if you're watching this on the replay or listening to it on the podcast please just dm me I'm here to help all right I love you guys and I will see you next week.
Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. I would love to ask you a little favor that will literally take you probably one minute. Can you do that for me? (laughs) Okay. It is to rate and review this podcast. And the reason I'm asking you is because if you do this for me, it will enable me to reach more women so I can help them and spread the message around the world of self-love, food and body freedom, which is much needed. So again, thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, by the way, please screenshot it and tag me on social media on Instagram at Victoria Kleinsman and on Facebook, it's Victoria Kleinsman. Okay, have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love.